Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we cover all things MCP, and we go over a new character every week. This week we're doing Rogue, and also, uh, how is everybody doing today? How are you doing today, Brandon? I, Bro, I just... Wanna... I... <laughs> how did you not I... even let us introduce ourselves? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was ready I, to I... say I'm Brad, and I never had the opportunity. Yeah. I couldn't even say I'm Brandon. I just got completely stonewalled you know why because i'm bad at this i'm fred everybody i'm brad no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> no we don't get to just like jump in and do it no they know who we are that's fred, three of us here today that's the important fred part. misses yeah. one week and screws it all up oh man he was even true. here last week no he wasn't yeah and i did it oh. right last week yeah, yeah he, he was. was it was two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago. <laughs> Uh, so today we are without Steven, and uh, he might be joining us later in the pod. He, he he got held up, and he is not able to join us right now during our record time. So he might be joining us later, and I believe that we just got interrupted by an ad read. <laughs> Whoops. That's fine. We'll yeah. get interrupted later this episode, too, hopefully. I haven't checked oh to see if this one will have ads yet. <laughs> so how are you doing today brad i'm doing fine that's good to hear how about you brandon oh i'm doing pretty good how are you doing today fred i'm quite i am a salty salty bitch today but that's that's neither here nor let's there let's see if that carries over to your letter grade for rogue this time i probably won't <laughs> probably it is won't. rogue right that. did i make that up? yeah no it's rogue we are doing rogue today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long day, but I'm here now, and and it's almost the end of the week, and so yeah, I'm recording. Let's do some recording. Uh, let's start today with some announcements that we've had. Uh, we got a picture and a release date for one cosmic Ghost Rider. A very badass model very cool looking and we we didn't learn what his card is we don't know what he does yet but we did learn a few interesting pieces of information about him brad do you want to talk about him uh yeah he's lame and i hate him and he comes out uh july 14th and he costs 45 dollars yeah, so we know when he comes out. We just don't know what he does yet. And we also know that he is going to come with three tactics cards. And, and where did you learn uh, that, Fred? Why don't you tell me? <laughs> what? Where did I learn that? Brandon told you right before the podcast. That's how you y know You're that. correct. You're right. <laughs> I thought you were going to give him the chance to say it on the podcast. Brandon, why don't you tell everybody what's in this pack? <laughs> uh, there, there's three tactics cards. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, you're, you're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, we also learned that he is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy affiliated. So it, it it's not like they didn't get a, a couple of recent awesome models to play with. Now they're getting Cosmic Ghost Rider. And Gwenpool and Squirrel Girl. Wait, really? Those have been... No. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know this either. We we also learned uh, had a announcement of the affiliations for them. So what Did are we? Gwenpool and Squirrel? Oh wait, I thought that you were saying that. 
No. They they had been. No. Oh. Well, never mind. I just lied to everybody. No, we don't have that information <laughs> as of recording. I bet it comes out tomorrow, though. I bet you're right. Dang for the record, it. the Tame Tactics cards say that it's for him and the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is even more annoying because the Guardians of the Galaxy have some of the best tactics cards already in the game. Yeah, they really do. We are Groot. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And, and that's then, not even the best one. Uh, Dangerous Duo? Is that it? Deadly What's Duo. It Deadly Duo? Oh my goodness. It's broken. It can't. It's unbelievably good. Y'all, the Guardians of the Galaxy are really good. They are really good. And they're getting all the new toys. Especially if this is a six threat. Like, they just got, like, a slew of really... They got two really good fours. And now if they get, like, another five or a six, like... You're, you're going to be able to play this affiliation without actually playing anyone out of affiliation and just be really, really good. Uh, by the two really good fours, you you are talking about Agent Venom and Beta Ray Bill, correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would like to clarify, we don't know that Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool are Guardians of the Galaxy. Affiliated. Neither of them should be. No. Neither of them should be. For the record, neither of them should be. That was Brad trolling me and me falling for it and then thinking that we had the information, which we don't. We don't. I just want to I just uh, I just want a new box to come out that says there's a new crisis card in it. I just want new crises. Uh, I don't think we'll get them in characters anymore. I don't either. I just I think that they there's are a token going... There's a token sheet with Ghost Rider which means Probably one of his tactics cards or his character have a token related to it. It a could specific... also just be now. Uh, so we ha we have not been we have not been getting conditions with characters. Lately. Oh, oh, okay. Now, Most Fred, characters... it, it's only if they have special tokens now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we haven't but... been getting those. So that's a so one him or one of those tactics cards is probably going to have um, a token related to it. Well, that's exciting. That is, that's cool. Yeah, I was lots like of good... fun information on these boxes. The only thing we're missing is what he does, which is what everyone's holding their breath for. I'm not. I am. If he's anything like the previous Ghost Rider, he's going to rule the table. I just want this one to... I, I just want him to... I just want, like, one of the, like... Like, there's, like, in the, on the back of the... Like, on the back of the box, like, you have... Men they mentioned Thanos, Mephisto, Odin, and Galactus. And I just want another one besides Thanos in the game. Like, I feel like we just have, like, one of the really big... Well, and or Mamu, but... I just want all of them. You mean the the big mega bad guys? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Malekith in the game is, but isn't really in the comics. As far right. as I know. Right, Brad? You just pissed off every Malekith lover. But you're I don't right. feel like many. No, you're right. I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like the, there's many of them in the comic universe. I feel like they're all just in this game. Just... Just the president of Asmodee, the owner of Atomic Mass Games. Loves. <laughs> Loves Malekith. Mal That's why Malekith is on the cat. Um, 
they kept making Malekith models. And he's like, he's just not quite cool enough. He's just not quite cool enough. And uh, Will Schick told Dallas, who was going into a meeting, to like pitch a new version of Malekith to him. Because uh, that's the only one he wanted input on, the president did. And he told Dallas, do not come out of that meeting with him on the cat. And he did. <laughs> they they also have confirmed that the Cosmic Ghost Rider will have an alternate head sculpt. Will it be not skull on fire? Well, so there's skull on fire, and then there's like this uh, inside of a like tube, basically, is what it looks like. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. I know so, what you're talking about. How are minor... you going to have ghost rider without skull on fire well the skulls on fire is just inside of a space tube like a yeah yeah it's like a old school 50s like spacesuit helmet where it's just like a clear glass thing it's it's a head condom (laughs) i mean that's not really wrong This well, model, I will say though about this model is it. I don't know how to feel about it. You don't like the big blue testicle. Yeah, and like that combined with the like head condom is just. I don't know. I was very excited. I'm still very excited for this. I'm excited to have a Frank Castle that's like you know playable. The other Frank Castle is playable. It, it, he yeah. just doesn't. He's just not in any affiliation. Which is hard because he is good. Um, yeah. But this one should be really good. I'm very hopeful for it. Yeah, I, I was playing him for a little bit in Spider-Foes, and he, he was useful. He was not useless on the table. No, he so, does uh, very good. That things. is very fitting, Fred. That's the, like, uh, Spider-Foes? Yeah, his first appearance was trying to kill Spider-Man. Oh, I think we've talked about this in on the cast before. We might have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have. We're getting, <laughs> we're we're treading regular ground. Uh, well, so that's Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's coming out. I think the sculpt looks really cool. That's my opinion. I'm I'm into it. Uh, but we'll see how people paint it up, how it looks once. But yeah, I'm I'm excited, and I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, let's move on to some. Either Cerebro MCP or Point Break. Uh, news. We're not going to talk about the other reveals. Oh, are there other? Oh my goodness, what other reveals are there for the other game? Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, well, uh, we learned some stuff about Shatterpoint. <laughs> we sure did. Let Why don't you go over that, Brad? Tabs. Okay. So, um, I guess I'm going to start with this one. The You Cannot Run Dual Pack. So, this is Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's a diorama thing. $90. Comes out July 7th. Uh, Let me switch over to these models. So you get a Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. They are different than the other Darth Vader and Obi-Wan that we know about. Uh, We don't know the rules, but whatever. And these are dual era, so you can play them with Clone Wars stuff or Galactic Civil War stuff. 
and okay. Darth Vader is a primary, and um, Obi Wan Kenobi is a secondary. Okay. Can you mix eras? You cannot. These models you can, but normally you cannot. You can okay. So you can have like Darth Vader and some stormtroopers, and then Obi Wan Kenobi and some clone troopers, but you can't take um, Darth Vader and Rex. Galactic Civil War Darth Vader and Rex. But you could take this oh, wow. Darth Vader and Rex. So within a squad, they have to be the same era. But your squads can be different eras. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The other pack that's coming out is called uh, Jedi Hunters. And it is uh, the Grand Inquisitor, Fifth Brother, uh, Reva from the Obi-Wan show, and then um, Fourth Sister, I think. And we don't know what anything about them. We don't know what era they are. We don't know what position they play in. We don't know anything. I mean, they'd be... Oh, they'd be the in-between. Which is which? I guess is is a good question. What era they'd be in? Well, it's probably one of them's a primary, one of them's a secondary, and then two of them are support. Because that's usually what comes in a box. Yeah, but he's kind of saying what era are they a part of? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What eras do we know about? Galactic Civil War and Clone Wars. And we know that... uh, They should be a part of the Galactic Civil War if those are the two options that we know of. Yeah. But they are... very early. They're from the the time during the Obi-Wan show, and so is the Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, and that Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are dual era. Don't you mean the time during the Rebel show, which no. is the better no. show that... I mean, no? specifically, they call out the Obi-Wan show. Okay. You are correct, Fred. I, I know. <laughs> but that is not how they word it. Well, in my head canon, that's what's happening. Well, you can either do... With Fifth Brother and the Grand Inquisitor, they come with two heads. One of them is modeled after them showing up in Rebels, and the other one is monitored after them showing up in... Modeled after. Them showing up in um, Obi-Wan. Man, can I just say that the show Obi-Wan feels so overshadowed already? Like overshadowed by more recent yeah i forget it exists literally all the time Uh, me too me too i like that show quite a bit i'm not saying it was bad yeah i'm also not saying bad but i literally forget it exists all the time me too uh andor came out afterwards and andor was just 
something completely different that was so good. Andor came out what? before it. Andor came out before it, but I watched Andor after it, so that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Fred's having a time today, guys. We're sorry. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I, I thought it was a good show. Like, I don't have any beef with it. I actually enjoyed it more than most people probably did. I, however, just forget it exists all the time. Like, it just... As far as, like, memorabilia, like... There's not a lot of scenes in that show that like really stick out as like super memorable. Yeah. Mostly because everything in it we know what happens. Like there's not a whole lot of dramatic tension because all the characters we know survive. Except uh, for the ones that don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but but the ones like that Wade. <laughs> well, I mean that's—I mean—that is a good point. It is really hard in these like Rebel era shows when you include characters like Darth Vader, and you're showing a lot of the Empire and like the Rebellion, and it's like, well, this character isn't a part of anything. It was kind of like Rogue One. Um, like, there's a certain point in that movie you're like, wait, all these characters probably are gonna die because we have so much cinema and media after this movie that like. You they start to realize, oh, wait, they're, yeah, that they don't, they just don't there, and you're just like, oh, yeah. they're all gonna die. Um, part of what made Rogue One so good. I just remember watching it in theaters and having that realization in the last like 25 minutes of the I, show when they're, um, when I was watching, uh, Clone Wars, um, I assumed Ahsoka was gonna die. What? Did you really? I guess you didn't know like anything about Rebels. No, no. Okay. I did not. Uh, so spoiler: there is a lot of other media outside Clone Wars that uh, Ahsoka's a part of. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I did not. Well, uh, <laughs> we we've gone off topic again. No, -uh. we are we are just uh, uh we are all just on tangents today uh let's move on to what i was trying to bring us to earlier let's go to cerebro mcp news and point break news okay so cerebro mcp i put out a new version i don't remember what i updated wow i don't remember because I made a lot of updates to Point Break if you're interested. So there's like a collection manager slash product thing. And it has links to the Asmodee store. It has links to the um, build instructions. The build instructions for the models we have build instructions for. And oh, wow. Shout out to Jared because that was his idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, pictures of all the models. If you look at the characters, they also have a picture of the model. I made it so you can make one strike team that doesn't save. If you're not logged in, log in to save them. Uh, if you log in, you also get the share menu on a strike team, which there's a special button for Discord that makes it look nicer on discord and there's a button to export your codes and put them into uh 
Longshanks because Longshanks announced today that you can now start recording games on there of MCP. Not MCP, of Shatterpoint. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> MCP's been there a while. Yeah, you can now record Shatterpoint games on Longshanks. The game's not even out yet. <laughs> and we got that working. They're on top of it. They're on top of it. Yeah. I made it way easier to do the import thing on there. If you people listening to the show listen watch ah play MCP on Cerebro you can export your codes and put them into Longshanks and it helps with data. Uh that's already in place for Shatterpoint. Awesome. It's going to be from the ground up we'll have all the data. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, and thank you for taking care of all of that, Brad. That's uh, the new app is very good. It's a good app. Like Don't it works to really well. Subscribe to his Patreon so he can do more taxes. Oh yeah, that was an <sighs> that was a <laughs> bad surprise the other day. Are, do you want to talk about it, or do you want to just move on? I I just have to actually report that income now. Um, (laughs) and thanks to all the people who have unsubscribed from my Patreon recently, you, the real ones, (laughs) you've already hit the number, the thresholds, like a yearly threshold. It's not like monthly. So you've already hit the number. Might as well get as much money as you can. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so there have been a couple of games played recently uh specifically i had a game i i did a sort of pseudo teaching game with derek uh with our friend derek who uh is just now getting into the game but he's already doing some wild kit bashing uh like he he won he put his cassandra nova on the arm of a of a sentinel and it looks awesome like it's a great little kit bash that he's put together uh but he and i played a game we played it yesterday actually uh and i let him play my midnight suns list including immortal hulk and i was playing just a cobbled together malekith list and in the game uh i found out that it is possible to remove immortal hulk from the table i succeeded in doing it it just takes Uh, malekith yeah, it just takes Malekith, and uh, uh, it it was really nasty. The turn before I removed him, I attacked him with every character I had, and he started the turn with five damage on him and the the immortality token, and he ended the turn with six damage on him and the immortality token. So I consider that a win. That's a success, right? I did one damage total net. I netted him one damage. Uh, that's, but, uh, that is much better than when I went against him and I put the immortality token on him and then Steven got to take the immortality token off of him. Right, that's what I was worried about. I was trying to keep that from happening. But the um, the next turn, the first activation, I activated Malekith. Malekith had, was on his injured side and had seven of eight damage on him. So he had one health left and he was bleeding. So what I, what I did was I put one attack into Hulk. I did 
I think, uh, an underwhelming amount of damage. I think I did two damage to him with the first attack, and I was like, well, Malekith's going to die anyway, so I'll just attack him again. So I did a Butcher of Thors, and I did the, the exact amount of damage that I needed to do to remove him from the table. So I took out Hulk, and then Malekith bled to death. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. But it was a good game. You know I had a lot of fun. You uh, can clear bleed, right? I, I, it requires an action. Yeah. I needed the action to attack Hulk. So you can net one damage. Got it. He killed him with that attack. I killed him with that attack. Oh, okay. It, it paid off. It absolutely paid off. He, his decision removed 14 points of threat from the table. <laughs> You're right, it did. <laughs> That's not a, how that it works. A, it was a uh, it was a very monumental decision, but it was the oh, correct I one. see, because you're counting Malekith. Yeah, yes, Malekith yeah. died because he made the attack. I got it. I got it. That is how that. Well, works. Get, thanks for catching up, Brad. We appreciate. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm multitasking. <laughs> Brandon, what is, uh, did you play a game recently? Yeah, I played a game actually a couple hours ago. I was uh, teaching someone new to play the game, um, and they are playing X Men, and uh, I was more just testing models to see kind of how they do. Um, more focusing on making sure that they were doing everything properly, and they they did a very very good job. Um, probably to the point of I should probably start trying a little bit uh, more because it, this one was actually like super lopsided. It ended up being like 18 to 6 when it was all said and done, and I was like, maybe. So I kind of let off my break a little too much. Uh, I found out that me and Craven are just not meant to be um, at all. He, he, again, did not make any attack and just died. Uh, <laughs> whatever just he got upped and downed in the two activations so um it is i have realized something that's notable for this specific cast is i roll extremely hot against one very specific model and that's rogue and i don't know why but i made an attack with modok um i use Mo the modok scientist supreme i use his spender and uh, had like nine successes. Oh wow! It was, yeah, it was like it was weird, and it was like, but uh, I was like, oh okay, well, all right, rogue. Sorry about it. Uh, but <laughs> overall, it was like I learned. Uh, I learned a little bit about it. Um, I think I do think that Modok Sign of Supreme has a lot of legs to stand on as a leader and a model in um, Criminal Syndicate, uh, which is exciting. I played, um, for those who haven't listened to the five-point model that we played in the list is Dr. Strange Sorcerer Supreme, who was absolutely phenomenal in the list. Uh, and uh, so that was, that was fun to get them to play. Uh, but overall, it was, uh, it was a fun time. No complaints. I, I even told them that I'm probably going to have to try a little bit, not try a little bit more, but play a more serious of a list instead of just gobbly gooped models thrown together. 
<laughs> because the game was 18 to 6. Yeah, yeah, the game and the way the game played out and um they're they're very aware of the point system. Um that was the big thing is just making sure like the secures and extracts not like how they work. We played a pay to flip this time uh, and we hadn't played a pay to flip before. Um so that kind of got them off guard a couple of times. Uh they kept trying to go stand near the pay to flip and I was like you don't have to do that. Like you can like if you have a model on one and it's like you can daze the model like you don't have to go back and stand near it um hey it's a learning it's it's a game where they will learn and pick up these things yeah it was just the first time they played that type of crisis so it was a little bit of that um I did find out that we, I, I think they had played the exact same extract every game. So next time, probably going to have to just, by default, uh, take that one out. So they play something that's not hammers. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> hammers yeah, is good for uh, X-Men, though. Yeah, that, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was hammers and mutant madmen. Oh, that's like perfect. That's yeah, like it was real bad. Dream. It wasn't good for It wasn't good for me. Uh, as soon as like we flipped them both over, because like we did the whole thing, and I was like, "Oh, this is regardless of what I do here, this is bad." <laughs> um, so we, uh, but it was it was good for them, and it was uh, they did a really good job. So I was, they had a lot of things. I believe they had a lot of fun. Uh, so it was it was a really good time. So uh well, even good played yeah and they played um uh to brad's probably demise they played a very attritiony um x-men list in this game so which all things considered i think it worked out really well all right well uh do you have any games that you've played recently brad that you want uh, to talk about i just ran a demo of shatterpoint last night for cj that's it yeah, and and for me, I was uh, participating a very small amount. I don't know if that even counts. Uh, it doesn't. It does. Brandon not. and I, I will run one for you. You're just okay. MCP for a very long time. Um, Brandon and I played uh, Droid Soccer in uh, X Wing on Saturday. Brandon had a very un. Uh... Did not really realize what was happening in Droid Soccer. Yeah, that game did. It was very one sided. Yeah. Uh, I believe that that Steven has just joined us. Yes, that's correct, Fred. <laughs> you're, you're also on a potato. Uh, you're, a potato? Yeah. <laughs> you're Your recording on a potato. Sounds like you're recording on a potato. Yeah, well, I'm in my vehicle right now, so. Okay, all right, well, <laughs> you could chime in with, with uh, whatever you want to add. Well, but... I, I am so sorry about being late. I, I, I just mistimed everything today, and things just got caught up for me, but uh, where are we at? What are we discussing? Uh, we're... we're finishing up the games we played recently. Oh, I see. Well, um, I went to Fabricator's Forge. I did some things. Ooh. That's true. You did play in the tournament last weekend. How'd that yeah. go? Uh, I came in fourth. Oh, and, nice. Congrats. 
and uh, I finally got to play Les and Bryce. Uh, Les and I had quite a game. He was playing Guardians, and I was playing uh, my Midnight Suns. Uh, and it was the first time that Doctor Strange failed me. So uh, the game ended up uh, in round seven, and he won that game 17 to 22. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we were tied at 16 at uh, at round six. So uh, other than that, uh, I played uh, Jeff in my first round, and he was playing Brotherhood, took that down. Um, Jeff's a good opponent. It's just that the attrition caught up with him. Uh, Darius was my third opponent playing Web Warriors. Uh, honestly, it's like, Midnight Suns tends to be the counter for Web Warriors. I don't know what it is, but they just never do well. And then uh, my last game was against Bryce, and Bryce was running Avengers. He took uh, he took uh, Six Threat Hulk, Sam Wilson, um, Spider Woman, and Beta Ray Bill. And by the top of three, Hulk was gone on his side. So. Ooh. Yeah, um, I did a little trick. I, I I run all the Midnight Suns, and then I run Baron Mordo with them. And the reason being is because he actually makes Blade really, really good. Uh, Blade went into Hulk with a, uh, you know, his normal five-dice mystic attack, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hulk couldn't re-roll. Uh, got the bleed, obviously, automatic. Got, got a pierce, you know, did about five damage off of that and then um, then Mordo hit him with the ferocity of Sidorak and so Blade was rolling nine dice uh, on his uh, Knight of the Damphir and with that he also gets to re-roll everything since Hulk is bleeding and that's how that ended up but yeah, yeah it, it was pretty brutal um but Bryce ran a great event. Uh, Nick Angelo was helping him out. Uh, the person who won the tournament was uh, Mr. Uh, Andrew Savage, otherwise known as Longshot. He was running all un- unaffiliated, not even Emma Frost, just unaffiliated, just good character that he won. So he beat Les in the finals, who beat me, obviously. So all in all, it was a it was a it was a great great turnout. Um, and lunch was provided by Savage. He bought pizza for everybody. So I mean, great group of guys. I can't say can't say enough about him. So. Yeah, the, the real class act. He's he's a real good guy. He's a real good group. But my but my Doctor Voodoo won the painting contest again. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's really funny that you didn't even want to enter that model in the painting contest. Yes, thank you, Brandon. I I will share prize money with you. I don't I don't want I don't want I just want acknowledgement. I don't need I don't need anything else. It was no, it was fine. just it was such a funny moment for me when we you were like I don't know and I'm like this one right here and you were like mm, I think I want to do this and I'm like no this one right here. As you can see, Brandon's power of suggestion is very strong. It's weird, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. So when you're really bad at something, you usually know when something's really good. Uh, this is accurate. I can tell that that one was a very good, 
uh, Dr. Voodoo. I don't think that applies to all things, but in painting, maybe. <laughs> I think it, I think it applies in most like um, art based things, but yeah, not probably. Yeah, not everything. Visual well, things. I'm going to have to work on another model because he's won twice, so I might as well retire him now. So, Who time defending champion? Yeah, I think I think I'm going to um, work a little bit on my Baron Mordo and make him more appealing, and see if uh, see if I can't uh, enter him and do do some good things with him. What about your Immortal Hulk? Well, those are my games. My Immortal yeah. Hulk. Well, yeah, I don't know. I I've seen some pretty good ones. I've seen okay. some pretty uh, good. The, the, oh, uh, you're breaking thing, up quite a bit. The thing about Doctor Voodoo, Fred, is he has all those little intricacies. Hey, hey, Stephen, oh, we're losing I'm, you. We're losing Sorry. you pretty bad. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're going to just have to move on, but I'm sorry. We can't uh, hear what you're saying. I guess. Uh, all right. So uh, let's let's move on to – is there anything else we need to discuss before we cover the character we're doing today? I don't think so. Okay. So uh, today we are covering Rogue. Uh, otherwise known as Anna Marie LeBeau. Uh, she has oh, Fred, six... Before you move oh. on, you want to know something very interesting about Rogue. Not even sure. trolling you. So, do you recognize that last name? LeBeau. Uh, it's, there's a famous... Um, the famous voodoo person uh, yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah, Marie... Uh, Marie I, LeBeau? I think it's LeBeau maybe but yeah real similar to that no that's not where that last name comes from in this case okay that is gambit's what? last name remy lobo oh uh, so rogue is gambit's mother oh wife? my god wife hey fred that's not right that's not right yeah that's wife. not, that's not, right. <laughs> not, not mother. did you see the animated series fred no that, yeah. Listen, I there's some clearly. I, I know that now. <laughs> clearly. So, <laughs> wife, do you know what her maiden name is? What? Uh, if you did, um, I would be very impressed because it has never been. Well, he literally just said Rogue was Gambit's mom. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's that she's never had one. Like, just never. She's barely had a real name. The Anna Marie part was mentioned like once. Uh, well, they've mentioned it a lot more since, but this is Rogue, otherwise known as Anna Marie LeBeau. Uh, she has six stamina on both sides of her card. She is movement speed medium, size two. Uh, she is threat four. Her defense suite is four physical, three energy, and three mystic. Uh, I'll read her attacks here. Uh, her first attack is a spender called Absorbing... Oh, no, I'm sorry. A, a builder called Absorbing Strike. Uh, before damage is dealt, it, it can be either physical or energy. It is range two. 
It throws five dice and it has no cost. It has the normal builder rules and it also has sap power on a wild, where before damage is dealt, the target character loses one power for each wild in the attack roll, and then this character gains that amount of power. And her spender is a little thing called Southern Hospitality. It is a physical attack that's range two and throws seven dice and only costs three power. And if the target character is size four or less, after the attack is resolved, it may be thrown short. And there is no trigger to that. Uh, hey, Brad, why don't you cover the first three of her uh, superpowers? Okay. Uh, the first one's an active called charge. You pay two. It's an action. You move, followed by an attack once per turn. Her second one is also active. Marvelous Strength, it costs three. You pick an interactive terrain feature size four or less within range two. Throw it medium once per turn. And then the great one that I love so much. Uh, active Mutant Absorption, it costs two. You choose an enemy character within two and roll five dice. They That enemy loses power equal to the crit, hits, and wilds that you roll. And if it can't lose power anymore, it starts taking damage and does not gain power for the damage it suffered. That can be used once per turn. And Brandon, why don't you finish out the card? Uh, she has Cree Mutant physiolo Physiology. Wow. Uh, when this character would suffer damage from enemy effect, you reduce that amount by one to a minimum of one. Rogue has Flight. Um, she's immune to poison. And she is the new mother of Remy LeBeau. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that that's all. That was also hard to break up because the middle one was the biggest one, <laughs> and someone was gonna have to bite the bullet. And I figured Brad. This is a character that Brad brings to the table quite often, so I figured it should be him. She is not uh, in my current X Men list. A, a a maddeningly insane decision. I may because I think put her this back rocks. in. Yeah, th this rocks, right? Th this model is awesome. Uh, what what are your thoughts on her, Brad? Since you have played her the most, almost certainly she is great. Um, she's got everything you want and fills a role that basically no other model does no one is as good at stripping power off of enemy models as rogue um she is there, the best at it there is one model that is better and that's ghost rider but other uh, than him. maybe and, and maybe dr voodoo maybe dr, dr. Voodoo. voodoo is pretty good at it too and, but she's got that size four throw. She's her spender so conversation. good. If you're in a conversation with Ghost Rider and Doctor Voodoo, you're doing something correct. <laughs> That's true. right. That's right. true. That there, uh, the, yeah, the damage reduction's good. Flight's good. Um, she love, has love the sap power. She He's doesn't so have good. anything bad on this card besides the only like the worst thing about this model is that both her attacks are ranged too. Yeah. Yeah. But she has charge to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's literally the Valkyrie effect. Like it's like, oh, this is like the only thing is you got all these range two attacks, and they're like, nah, just kidding, here's the charge. Yeah. 
I love her. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Brandon? Um, yeah, I mean, I think she's really, really good. I uh, we were talking a little earlier. I have a weirdly good success rate against Rogue for some magical reason that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, I just roll really, really good against her. Uh, but I also know that she's a threat, so I probably do go after her a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's really, really good. I, like I said, there's nothing bad. Did you you did mention that on her? <laughs> Builder, you get a pick if it's energy or physical. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I sometimes just zone out when Fred's talking, and I don't really know why. I have that effect on people. But I definitely, like, I completely missed it. Like, I heard I heard you mention the name, the range, the dice, the power, and then the next thing I heard is that it's a builder and has sap power, and I just don't know what happened. Uh, um, well, I, am, I, I, am I did playing say Pokemon it all out of order. order. I, oh, that would make sense then. If you set it out of order, uh, yeah, because I'm playing Pokemon Crystal, um, and uh, the game reset on me, and I was really sad about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this model is really good. Um, she's got a good attack suite. I actually pinpoint Rogue as like the turning point in four threat models in this game. What do you mean? What? Uh, uh, what? Do, what so are you like, there about? was a significant amount of time in this game where a lot of the four threats weren't very good. And I feel like Rogue was like the start of them going on this trajectory that they've been on um, the last year and a half now. Of like every four point model that we've gotten has just been really good. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. That's that is the case. Uh, I, I, Steven, what are your yeah. thoughts on Rogue? Um, you really can't go wrong with her, can you? Um, she has a, a, I would say, a unique power uh, because it's not attached to an attack. So if you needed to, you could move, move, and then do that power and possibly, you know, do some, do some damage, do some things. So that's always good. Um, I always found that um, that power annoying because it was used against me. <laughs> but if I were running her, that would be that would be the consensus that I would try to do. However, I think the role that she's trying to fulfill, she she gets oversaturated sometimes by attacks because, you know, she's supposed to be tough. She's supposed to be in the mix of things because her attacks are only range two. But, you know, sometimes she gets hung out to dry a little bit because, you know, it's like, just like Brandon said, oh, that's Rogue. We know what Rogue does. And then all of a sudden she's taking one attack, two attack, three attack, four attack. You know? Right. Trying to daze her and get her get her neutralized, per se. Yes. Uh, uh, speaking of that effect, that sort of uh, meta effect where people are attacking her, let's talk about some of her tactics cards where she has one that's called Mind If I Cut In. Oh, I have one thing real quick to add. Oh, go Sorry. ahead. Um, the real positive, I think, when you're playing Uncanny X-Men, if they're focusing everything on Rogue, that's what you want. I, I think, uh, I feel like Brad would agree. Like, if they're focusing yeah. everything on Rogue and you can just do whatever you want yeah. with everybody else, Absolutely. like, you're winning that You're winning that game and it's not going to be close at all. I agree. I understand that, but... 
No, I do the same thing. Like that wasn't that wasn't a thing. I, like I do that, like because she is such a threat on the table that you're like, I need to handle this model because if not, she's going to handle my team because but, of the throws and the character throws on Southern Hospitality and everything. But that's what happens, right? You put that one attack into her, you hope you spike, and if you do, that's great. Then you can work on the other X Men, right? Yeah. But if that second attack doesn't work. Then you go to your third attack. Then you're you're you know you're already in the rabbit hole, so you might as well go for it. Yeah, and she so. rolls too good of defense with damage reduction. Like it's it's a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so she has two affiliated tactics cards, or, or I should say, two tactics cards that are associated with her. Uh, the first one is an unaffiliated tactics card called Mind If I Cut In, uh, where this round an enemy character is choo- uh, when an enemy character is choosing to target uh, is choosing the target character for a non-area or non-beam attack, and Rogue is in range and line of sight. The enemy character may pay one. If they do not attack the attack must target rogue if possible man i was having trouble reading (laughs) i don't know what was wrong with me uh but with that that card it forces people to attack her or pay an extra power yeah he loves to restrict power usage yes uh I, I don't I've never seen this card on the table. Does this card get a lot of play or is it just no. like Yeah, it's not it's it's a little bit underwhelming. It it's nice. It gets people it forces people to have to make a tough decision, but it is a uh a tactics card that's fighting for a position amongst other tactics cards and X-Men have some pretty good ones. Yeah. Yeah, it is simply not good enough anymore. Right, and uh, there's another one which is very wordy. Uh, Yo, not it. Here, I uh, it, I will save you a lot of trouble. Uh, yes, just don't play this card. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's called Pardon Me, Sugar, and it's cool it's name. very thematic. It's a very thematic card, uh, and it's basically Rogue takes the superpowers of the other X Men in some way shape or form and then they take a damage a point of damage which is thematic but it also kind of sucks that you have to do a damage to get these uh superpowers which often aren't really all that great here's the problem with this card you have to either take wolverine no thank you cyclops hell no put damage on storm you would rather not play Deadpool. I don't think so. Or better of the other options. Or play her with Magneto, which is very doable in Brotherhood. This card's not good enough to play in Brotherhood. Right. Giving Rogue cover and doing a damage to Magneto is definitely not worth taking a card and it's when she's within range two of magneto and if he has doesn't he have a card that yeah. gives cover to people within yeah. range two range well, three 
Range yeah, three. Range so three, why yeah. even you? And that uh, that yeah. comes back after it gets used. So why would you uh -huh. ever do this? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this card's not good. Don't don't play. Pardon me, Sugar. So uh, I guess neither one of her tactics cards are very useful. No. But uh, that doesn't mean that she's not because she's a pretty great, pretty great model, pretty great model on the field. I think it's probably a good thing her tactics cards aren't really good because she might be too good. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to our letter grades for for Rogue. Uh, why don't you start us off, Steven? Um, I'm going to give her a B+. I categorize her as in she was Beta Ray Bill before Beta Ray Bill, right? Yeah, that's a good take. So, B plus for me. I wish her cards were a little bit better. That might put her into the A category for me. But solid B plus. I mean, you could put her a couple of other places. Definitely an X-Men, you know. I don't, I don't know if she sees a lot of play in Brotherhood, though. I haven't seen her that much. So, right. That's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, I I think that I'm going to follow you. Uh, I, I was debating between an A- minus or a B plus, and I'm I'm going to give her a B plus, mostly because they're, like, she's great, but there are so many good fours out there. Did Steven go B plus? It kind of cut out on mine. Yes. Yes, he went B plus. Okay. Uh, what did you, what are you giving her, Brandon? Uh, I would like to go after Brad. What are you giving her, Brad? Oh, well, first of all, she doesn't get played in Brotherhood because fours don't get played in Brotherhood. That's really it. Fours are, fours are real awkward in Brotherhood. Yeah, that's the only thing keeping her from getting played a lot. And she's probably, she is the four in the list. Um, yeah. Play her, like... Apex isn't the one in the list for Brotherhood now? It might be Apex Predator. But it's not yeah. Emma if you're going to have one. Um, in fact, I'm probably going to take Emma back out of my X-Men list and put Rogue back in because Rogue just does good things and probably should make more lists even outside of her faction, which means I'm giving her an A. I mean, totally fair. Uh, Brandon, what are you giving her? Um, I am very much with Brad on this one. Um, I do. Th I think she's willfully underplayed. Um, I think she's a fantastic fit with Mystique's Brotherhood. Oh yeah. Uh, which I, which I talk about often that I think that is very good and very up and coming. And Longshank seems to agree with me that there's a lot more Mystique Brotherhood being played. Um, I think it's she's a real big i also think that this model uh, well as well as some other new models as in emma and um psylocke allow the uncanny x-men to play a lot more of an attrition style game um especially with like logan um there's a lot of they have they have attrition models which they never they didn't have really um kind of allows them to have an alternate game where you can play X-Men and have success and not play a scenario-based game, which is what they do. They are best at. Um, and I think Rogue is a real key component to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think Rogue is willfully underplayed and should probably see more play. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm with Brad. I want to go A-minus, though. Um, but I, I think she's really, really good. 
Yeah, I, I feel like all of us are pretty up on this model. This model is good. You should play her. Uh, okay, uh, Brad, do you have any comic book recommendations for us? Have you ever read a comic book with Rogue in it, actually? Me? Yeah. I mean, there aren't that many, so... Um... I, I wouldn't think you've ever read one. It seems out of your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, there's actually a <laughs> lot of good Rogue stuff. Um, I'm going to... The two I picked are fairly modern. Both are past uh, newer than 2000. I'm shook that you only have two, actually. Uh, I love Rogue. <laughs> Rogue's one of my top characters. Um but a lot of like a lot of her publication history is in the nineties and Rogue in the nineties is not my favorite. So I pick stuff I like better. Anyway. Uh first one is called it's um X Men Volume Two eighty eight one eighty eight through one ninety three, which is called Supernovas. It's by Mike Carey and Chris Bocciolo. And Rogue is the leader of a new team of X-Men, and she gets to pick which X-Men she wants. And she... So the thing about Rogue, Rogue is sweet and powerful and dumb. She's so dumb. There's a famous... I think it was a card set where they put the stats on the back of all the characters. And they're rated like... One through uh, seven or eight, something like that. And like two is normal humans. Rogue was the, it's like 150 cards. Rogue, the only character with a one in intelligence. <laughs> she All right, here's, here's a legit, Here's a legit question. Is Rogue dumber than the person who thought she was the mother of Gambit? Good question. Uh, it, yes. Because the person who thought that she was the mother of Gambit uh, has a college degree, and rogues <laughs> sure don't. Rogue don't even have a high school degree. So she does a bad job picking her team. She picks Cannonball. That's like an okay choice. Iceman, who is a hot mess. Mystique, her evil mother. Sabretooth, one of the worst villains and just despicable people in all of the Marvel Universe. Lady Mastermind, also a supervillain who almost immediately betrays them. And Cable. There's a character named Lady Mastermind. Yeah. At least he, at least she didn't pick Beast. Beast is not on that team. That would have been a pretty bad choice. Like the only competent person she picks is Cable. Uh yeah, Fred, <laughs> there is a Lady Mastermind. She is called Lady Mastermind because her dad is Mastermind. Oh god. And her kids uh gambit. Her kid is not Gambit. <laughs> Quick Gambit rogue story. So at one point, 
during when Rogue and Gambit are dating. Um, a high schooler starts hitting on Gambit and trying to sleep with him. And uh, Gambit tells her no, which is good for Gambit. Great job. Good for Definitely good for Gambit. And then that high schooler reveals that she's actually Mystique, Rogue's mom, in disguise. And then wants to reward Gambit by uh, changing into Rogue so he could sleep with Rogue. Because at the time, they could not touch. And then the comic cuts away, and you never truly know what happens, but he didn't sleep with her. Uh, yeah. Wow. I would think that that would be the worst thing that someone could do for a budding relationship. Oh, Mystique did everything she could to break them up, and then they got married. So, anyway, <laughs> in this comic, that's not the one I'm talking about, uh, Supernovas, Gambit, not Gambit, Rogue's team fights uh, some post-humans who are trying to uh, take out all the mutants. And th these new supervillains that they're fighting have really cool designs. And those characters have shown up again in recent comics and are very important. So you can read about their origins here. They're called the Children of the Vault. They live in a vault where time is accelerated. So they go through like generations of uh, people like very, very quickly. So they evolve very, very quickly. That's pretty this cool. This sounds like a, a Fallout style vault like, if experiment. If time were accelerated, yes. Yeah. Uh, the other comic I want to recommend is Mr. and Mrs. X. So this is the series that takes place after uh, Gambit steals a wedding and marries Rogue. He steals a wedding? I was expecting a follow-up question, so I paused yeah, for uh, it. Okay, so how does he steal a wedding? So um, Colossus and Kitty Pride were going to get married, and then Kitty on the altar decides that that's not a good idea. Go Kitty, because colossus not actually a good guy um and so every X are there any good members of the x-men yeah kitty pride rogue strangely gambit <laughs> anyway um and gambit looks at rogue and says everything's paid for let's get married and so <laughs> they get married and then mr and mrs x came out after that it's by Kelly Thompson and I don't know if this is Jan Balzadua or Jan Balzadua, but um, this is, they go on a honeymoon in space and end up having to save uh, the Empress of the Shi'ar, which are space bird people uh, that were obviously inspired by star trek oh uh, 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 stop you're you're infringing <laughs> listen chris claremont wrote the x-men for years and did not hide any of his influences fred have you ever seen a brood what do you mean by a brood a, a brood creature from the x-men comics the answer is yes but it was in the game that we played 
uh, where everything was chibi. I forget what it's called. Okay. Uh, so would it surprise you to find out that those premiered a couple months after the movie Alien came out? And it takes a couple months to make a comic? Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, they have to save the Space Empress, who is also the daughter of Charles Xavier. We don't have to talk about that, though. And then other stuff happens in this series. It's really good. Give it a read. If you like Rogue or Gambit, um, if you're a fan of Rogue and Gambit as a couple, great series. If you're not, this series might actually make you a fan of Rogue and Gambit as a couple. Okay, and and all right, let's. Uh, I was about to make a joke about them being uh, mother, mother and son, and but son. never mind. Oh my God, uh, uh, Brandon, do you have a list that you want to put Rogue into? Yeah, I um I really like her in A Force. I think she plays really well with the style of game you can play with A Force. I think the hardest part is, is they do have a couple really good fours. Um and now with Spider Woman they've got a handful of really good fours. Uh, but I, I do think she fits in really, really well. I think her and Captain Marvel fit in and complement each other really well with uh She Hulk. And I think she's very dangerously played there. And I think any attrition list should probably consider Rogue um, because I think she's one of the better attrition-based models in the game. That sounds like a good list to play with Terrigen Mists. Yeah, it, it, it probably would have been fantastic, actually. <laughs> it's only uh, a matter of time before the, that becomes a, oh, yeah. a thing um, we can play again. We started talking about that earlier with the whole Crisis thing. I think what they're going to do, Brandon, is put out a pack of crisis cards every year. I'd be fine with that, I yeah. guess. Instead of putting them in boxes and then just have however many they have I, now. I, yeah, I would much rather. I, would, I just want physical copies of them with like real tokens. Yeah, we were supposed to get physical copies of these, but they're still not out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think a list based around She-Hulk, um, Captain Marvel, Spider-Woman, Rogue, uh, your two-point Black Widow, you've got Black Cat, um, even like Valkyrie and Angela, uh, makes for a really, really strong A-Force list, um, and I think it plays really, really well into an attrition game plan, and I think uh, She-Hulk's leadership also helps Rogue make sure she's got the power um, that she wants every turn to charge so she's always making an attack as well as um making throws and doing brad's favorite thing it's so um, good it is really good I, I always forget about it too because there's so much good before that part on the card it's just kind of tucked in there it, it's her card's so good all right well uh I guess the only thing left is my recommendation. Uh, well, I'm going to lift the veil here for everybody. Uh, we're recording this on May the 4th. So today is Star Wars Day. So what I was going to recommend is, of course, a Star Trek show oh my that I'm God, a huge I fan of. You. 
And and the fact that Brad brought up Star Trek earlier in the in the episode makes that even better of a recommendation. So uh, uh, the show that I want everyone to take a take a watch is a show that's currently streaming on Paramount Plus called Lower Decks. Uh, it is a hard comedy animated show about Star Trek. Uh, it's very funny and very well written and very well performed, but it also has a lot of actual Star Trek in it. Like it, it feels very Star Trek-y while maintaining a sense of uh, a, a good sense of humor and a good sense of just I don't know. It, it, it's 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 very well written and very good. So go watch that. No. Do it. Do it. All right. Well, um, is it better or worse than Cube? Thank you. Uh, the answer is it's better. The 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 actual Ooh. answer is it's better. You're just gonna lie to people. I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. Well, yes. I got one. I got one more thing because an important event happened today, fifty-three years ago. Do you know what oh. that was? Uh, fifty-three years ago. So, oh, I wasn't is it, alive. Well, hold on. Was it? Is today your birthday? No. Okay. Uh, I. <laughs> no, I'm older than that. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is the event? <laughs> Uh, today was the day that the four students at Kent State were shot and killed. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, May 4th, 1970. It was a very pivotal time in the U.S. history. It, it, indeed it was. Indeed it was. So I just wanted to give a little shout-out for them to, you know, remember them. So. Yes. Fun fact, I've written a report on that, and I didn't get that right, so... <laughs> I did a whole like presentation and everything. Now I feel bad. Wow. <laughs> and you forgot about it. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm in Ohio. We get reminded about it all the time. I forgot the date. I definitely didn't forget the event happened. I want to clarify that. I definitely did not forget that it happened. I just. Yeah. I didn't want to end on a somber note, but we should remember. So. Yes. Uh, and on that note, we should, we, we will be calling it a day, uh, go out there, play some games with Rogue and remember the, the dour events of Kent State. Yeah. Test Rogue in all your lists. Let us know how she goes. Cause I, I think she should be played in a lot more affiliations than she gets played in. Agreed.